Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. Have you ever taken a trip down memory lane, thought about an experience you had and said to yourself, wow, that was really fun. I should do it again. Well, that's what's happening on this week's episode. I've been answering a lot of questions about one of my favorite ways to build a network, referral marketing. I've been directing some people back to the episode I did early on with my good friend, Nikki Tucker, who happens to be a financial strategist for female breadwinners who are considering divorce, and she's an amazing referral partner. After about the fourth or fifth time I mentioned the episode, I realized that I should just do a rewind and let everybody listen to it again. And for the record, we might drop some of these rewinds in every now and again because It just makes it easier for our newer listeners to find them. And because the info is so great, it really never gets old. And it makes it easy for me because I get a break from recording a podcast episode this week. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your walk down memory lane. Welcome to episode two. As a part of our launch series, I'm spending time with some incredible women who have made a tremendous impact on me as an entrepreneur. My guest today is Nikki Tucker, and this episode is the one about using referrals to grow your business. I've known Nikki for a few years now, and we've spent a lot of time talking about and supporting each other on our entrepreneurship journeys. Here's what I love about her. She's a divorce financial strategist, and founder of The Firm Approach. She's a mom, a part-time foodie, which is always an inside joke with us, and a 17-year financial professional who helps female breadwinners prepare their finances for divorce. Her zones of genius are strategic thinking and training, and she uses that to show women how to confidently maintain their financial security, whether they end up divorced or not. Nikki partners with other professionals like attorneys and divorce coaches, so being able to refer potential clients is huge. So let's listen in and hear how Nikki uses a referral system to help her grow her business. You're listening to Spark Hustle Flow, the podcast that teaches money pros to launch, grow, and yes, even scale your virtual financial service business. And I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and get started. Hey, Nikki. Hello there. How are you? I am great. Thanks for joining us. I'm excited to talk with you. How are you doing these days? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I feel like I say that a lot, but I genuinely am like really excited, especially for you. So I'm excited you're here too. I really am. So why don't we start with you telling our audience a little bit about yourself? I am a divorce financial strategist, a numbers nerd. That's another way to put that. Mm-hmm. But I'm the founder of The Firm Approach. And we focus on helping female breadwinners avoid common financial mistakes when they are preparing for divorce. So our goal is to make sure that they can come out on the other side of divorce and feel okay <laughs> and essentially maintain their financial security, whether they actually end up divorced or not. And so I like to focus on that last part because I think people are hesitant to reach out to get help until they know for sure that they're going to divorce. And I'm like, no, 
You don't have to wait until you know for sure. Let's talk early. So that's what I do. That's awesome. That's so awesome. So I have to tell you why I really feel like this episode is super special to me. And besides the fact that we're kind of familiar with each other. So for those of those of you who don't know, Nikki and I are biz besties. And we've known each other for going on four or five years at this point, I think. And we work really closely together as we're growing our businesses. And so that's super exciting. But Nikki, did you know that you are my very first recording or episode recording for the podcast? Holy crap. I didn't. I was actually getting ready to say holy S. I'll save my curse words for later. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. So now I feel extra special that I am your first one. So thank you for that special privilege. Thank you so much for helping me get my feet wet and uh, getting started with this new venture that we have going on here at the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. So tell me, how did you decide to become a divorce financial strategist and how's it going so far? Well, I've always been interested in helping people get their money and their finances together. So that's been a passion of mine since I was a financial literacy instructor all the way back in college. And when I started the firm approach a few years ago, initially the intention was around continuing to help female breadwinners, which I was able to do that through courses and programs that I offer. And then I decided that after listening to some stories of of friends that I consider to be badass women and they were considering divorce and I knew that they made a decent buck and maybe their, their spouse made a decent buck and they were worried about a lot of things that honestly were not true, as they say, fake news, right? (laughs) And so I'm listening to them being concerned about being able to pay rent or pay a mortgage or get a mortgage on their own in their own name or wondering if their soon-to-be ex was even going to pay child support, thinking that he, he wasn't going to do it. And I'm like, that's not, that's not optional. <laughs> you know, that's not how that works. And so it actually spurred an interest in me wanting to help my friends, if you will. But I knew that there were a lot of women that were going through divorce and, and some of them weren't happy with the results and the settlement. And I wanted to see if there was a way that I could help that particular audience get in front of information, get the resources, education that they need so that they weren't pissed or worried or overwhelmed about the process. So that's kind of how I ended up narrowing my focus to divorce. Got it. Got it. So I already mentioned that we know each other kind of well. And one of the things that I do know about your business is that you use referrals a lot in your business. And so I'm curious, how did that come to be? Did you start doing that from the very beginning or is that something you grew into? And yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, it it just kind of happened that way. I don't think I honestly set out to crack the business where I was really getting most of my customers by referral. That wasn't the intention. So I'm not even going to lie to you and tell you like, that was the plan. Nope. Wasn't the plan. (laughs) However, (laughs) however, what most of us can probably agree on is that divorce in particular is a very personal situation. And it's not something that you're going to see everyone posting about on Facebook or Instagram, like, Hey, you know, I'm getting a divorce today. Usually you see that post when they're close to finalizing things and they're going to court and then like the divorce will be, it'll be over and settled and then they're good. And now they can openly talk about it. But when they're first considering it, for example, or starting the process, 
mom's the word, right? Maybe one special person in their family or sibling or even a best friend knows about it and nobody else really does. So trying to use um, a lot of the traditional marketing methods wasn't quite as effective for me as I hoped. And then I would notice that people that I didn't even know were paying attention to some of the things that I was either doing online or just knew me to be like a money professional would come to me and say, hey, can you help my friend? Or I'm not exactly sure what you do, but I think, I think this is what you do. And then I would like educate and like, okay, I need to do a better job in educating people. But knowing that there are a group of people that trusted me, there were a group of people that were familiar with me and liked me enough to send me referrals. So it made sense to go deeper on that pathway instead of trying to create another marketing channel. And I wasn't sure if that would work or not. So I just kind of fell into the referral aspect. And then at the same time, being able to refer clients and prospective clients, because even if I can't help you, Nine times out of 10, I know someone that can, whether it's an attorney or a therapist or a certified financial planner. And so building the referral network on the other side. Do you ever get a chance to work with, you mentioned attorneys and certified financial professionals. Do you get a chance to work with uh, CPAs or bookkeepers or tax professionals as well? Do you refer to them or do they refer to you? Tax professionals for sure, just because filing taxes after a divorce and even sometimes during a separation can be tricky. And sometimes you need that help. There are a lot of things that can happen during a divorce proceeding um, where many things are not taxable event just because of divorce laws and it's Mm going to be state dependent. And then there are some things that are a taxable event and it may be by accident (laughs) because you didn't really understand what you should and should not do. So of the three that you mentioned, I would say tax professionals more than anyone else. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so most of our listeners, most of our audience are other people who are in the money space. And so I'm curious if you have tips that you might be able to share with us on how to set those types of relationships up. Like what has really worked for you in developing those referral relationships? So that's a really good question. So the great thing about where we are today is that it is easy to connect virtually Mm -hmm. and you're almost forced in most cases to connect virtually. So taking advantage of that opportunity to connect with people that are complementary to your business is a win-win situation, especially if you're interested in making sure it's a reciprocal relationship, right? So you Mm -hmm. wanna make sure that you're giving referrals and then you will be likely top of mind to receive referrals as well. And so what I normally do if I'm, let's talk about giving referrals. When I am looking to make a referral for a particular, let's just say therapist as an example, right? Because Mm -hmm. I am a strong believer that you should not go through the divorce process without a therapist or counselor. Okay. So (laughs) let me just make that very, very clear. But if in fact you we're having a conversation, you're coming to me, you want to work together, but you don't have one, then one of the things that I'm going to do is give you a list of options. I am never referring one name to you because as a client, it's your responsibility to make the choice that's best for you. So if I only give you one, well, you don't really have any other options. So I typically give a minimum of three, no more than four, because I don't want to overwhelm. And then before I provide that referral, I actually check in with those individual providers to make sure 
that they have capacity. Because a bad client experience is for me to give you three to four referrals or therapists, and three of them are no longer taking clients because they're booked. And now you're coming back to me like, oh, do you have any more or whatever? So that's inefficient. (laughs) There's an easy way to get around that. And so I reach out to those individuals proactively and say, are you taking clients? And by the way, here's the name and a brief like profile information of the person that I'd like to send to them. Are you interested? And if they say yes, then I also let them know they may or may not call you because you're not the only name that I'm giving them. But I wanted to give you the heads up. And so when I do that, the people that I am giving the referral to, they appreciate that upfront work to make things more efficient on their side and not really wasting their time. And then the professionals also appreciate like the diligence and the opportunity to say, you know what, I have capacity, but based on what you said about this person, I actually won't be of great service to them. So you probably shouldn't refer me. So doing that extra work, I think, makes the relationship stronger on both sides. I definitely agree with you. And so it it goes beyond really having a resource list. There is some work, there's some legwork to be done in building and developing these relationships and ensuring that you are serving the client at the highest level possible. Oh, absolutely. And I do have a resource list to complement that, but that is more general. So it may have more than two or three options, or it may have, you know, website links and things that people can go to. Whereas if I'm giving you a direct referral, then it is someone that I know and someone that I like and someone that I trust. And either I've worked with them in some capacity before, or someone in my network has referred them to me. And then I know and like, and trust that person. So I try to keep it um, as intimate as I can when I'm making direct referrals, but then I can't, you know, be everywhere with everyone at all times. So I have like my ultimate divorce resource guide and my ultimate financial resource guide that provides people with options that they can research on their own, essentially. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much for sharing those. I think that that's really going to be helpful for the folks in our audience. And so I want the podcast to be both, if this is possible, both informational and chill at the same time. And so an idea that I'm playing with about something fun to do to help learn more about kind of the non-business side of my guest is to play a quick rapid fire game. Are you Okay. You're going to test that on me? Yes, I'm testing <laughs> it on you. Can I ask you some questions really quickly? I promise it won't hurt. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure whatsoever. You down? I'm scared, but I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be easy. I promise. You ready? Okay. Let's go. All right. All right. So what's your favorite travel destination? Mm, yeah. Cabo? Yeah. Cabo. Okay. Okay. And who's your favorite musical performer? That's super hard to answer. <laughs> uh, but this is supposed to be quick. Her, H dot E dot R, her. Okay. I didn't think that you'd say that, but okay. What's your favorite meal to eat? Everything? Oh, wait, that's it. <laughs> I, I know you're a foodie and we talked about that in your bio. So yeah, totally. I, I'm a foodie, but I would probably say seafood. Anything that's in the seafood family, I'm down. So yeah, that's seafood. What, that's- and then as a very close runner up, French fries. I could legit eat French fries every single day. Not like the best thing for my waistline, but 
Pretty See, much. that's interesting because I know that's the difference that between you and me, I am definitely not the seafood chick. So when we eat together, uh, we're usually not eating the same thing. That's 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 interesting. Okay, no, this is rapid fire, and I'm messing it up, but I just have to tell you, I ordered, I ordered grilled salmon the other day with French fries. So that's how serious I am about that. Okay, keep gotcha. going. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> what's your favorite book? Oh, uh, The Coldest Winter Ever, I think, by Sister Soldier, probably because that's the book I've recommended to people the most. Yep, she's coming out with a new one too, I hear really She is. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Okay, what's your favorite thing to drink? Mm, That's a tie. I love sparkling rosé. I also love salted caramel martinis with espresso. Oh, see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if we weren't recording this in the in the early part of the day, we'd have a conversation. Okay, last one. What's your favorite self-care activity? I probably would say massages, but again, a close runner-up is facial. So pre-COVID, mm-hmm. or as they say, BC, before COVID, I, I would get monthly massages and bi-monthly facials. Okay. And I miss that so much. Oh my God. I miss that so much. So I just received an email that my spa has reopened for face services and uh, I'm I'm still a little afraid, but I think I like my face is, is garbage right now. (laughs) And I just, (laughs) I I don't think I'm gonna be able to hang on too much longer without going. I feel you. I spent some time with my, uh, this is going to show my age, but my beautician, Last mm-hmm. night, you know, my stylist, and that was something that I was afraid to do for a while there too. So I totally, totally get it. But that was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for sharing your favorites with me. Oh, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> See, I told you it wouldn't hurt. All right. So before we wrap up, I know you mentioned your ultimate resource guide. Tell us just a little bit more about that and how we can get our hands on that. Sure. So when when you think about the the fact that I just mentioned referrals, one of the things that's important is to be kind and generous to people that refer me to clients or prospective clients. And so when you sign up for my email list or you decide to get the ultimate financial resource guide, which is the gift that we give to, to anyone that does sign up, it gives you the opportunity to be like a firm VIP. And so... A part of being in that family gives you different rewards and tiers and levels or whatever based on however many referrals you make, not just to my business, but also just to be a part of the community. And so I think that's a really cool way to connect. And then I give information, financial information within the the newsletter and then also sporadically whenever I'm feeling, you know, really generous, then I'll do like a live call and providing again, financial information and resources and education. So I think that is something that differentiates being a part of our community. And it's not on social media where essentially you're on the email list. So if you're on the list, then you get these tips and you get this education and then you get these cool rewards. So again, incentivizing those that know, like, and trust me to give me referrals. And then within the guide itself, my team, every year we updated and we break down all areas of finance. So it could be related to investing. It could be related to budgeting or saving in general, how to reduce your debt, or even if you're looking to make more money, 
part-time or on the side. One of the things that I love is market research studies. I just did one the other day, 90 minutes of my time, $150. I think that's a win-win. <laughs> so it's a, it's an easy way and a, a non-committal way to, to get a few extra dollars. And so those resources and links to opportunities to engage in that way are included in that resource guide. And most people love it. So that's that's what you get when you first enter into the firm hero network, as I call it. That's awesome. So I'll make sure that we include that in the show notes. So if you haven't sent it to me already, go ahead and send me that information. So we'll we'll include a link, you guys, to how you can become a part of Nikki's network. So and then my last question for you is how do we find you online? Yeah, you can find me on our website. So it's www.thefirmapproach.com. I will note that firm has two eyes. So it's F-I-I-R-M. So thefirmapproach.com is the main website. That's where the blog is. And then you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. I like to be completely transparent. I do not post on social media often. It's okay. not my thing. <laughs> so we appreciate you liking and following us on those sites um, on Facebook and Instagram. And it's under the firm approach on both of those. However, that is not the place where you're going to find me the most. So being a part of the, the email list is where you'll have the opportunity to engage with me the most. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Well, Nikki, this has been absolutely incredible. You have no idea how appreciative I am for you helping me break my virginity with my podcast recording. We're so on the same page. I was just getting ready to say, thanks for letting me help you pop your podcast cherry. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm super well, proud. Else gets us into the explicit realm. Oh, of course, right? On gotta... That will. <laughs> <laughs> this is so like, a lot of fun. I so appreciate you hanging out with me today. Well, thanks for having me and good luck to you. I know you'll just knock shit out of the park, but I'm looking forward to watching you do it. So thank you. From your mouth to God's ears. Thanks so much, friend. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other money pros just like you find the show and learn too. And if you want to hear more from me, follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels and subscribe to my newsletter at sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter to get regular updates on what's happening in my world, weekly business development tips, and personal lessons I'm learning that can help you too. Again, that's sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter. That's it for this week. Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. See you next week.